You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Batter Up, the definitive Atlanta Braves podcast with host Joe Patrick and Caleb Johnson, giving you exclusive insight into our Braves from Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Joe and Caleb. Welcome into Batter Up, week of July the 7th. We're getting ready to talk all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome in my co-host, Joe Patrick. Joe, how you doing today? Do we have, do we have to? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think we do. Um, it is our job, <laughs> first of all. It's, yeah, it's one of those that honestly, like, if you, if you are tuning in currently on our Facebook Live, kudos to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just for the fact of that you're still interested in this team. Um, whoever whoever is watching us right now had like a healthy breakfast, is like yeah. very, uh, yeah, just has has their, their life in order. And um, because anybody who's loves this team is uh, it's, it's a struggle right now. I don't even know what to say. It's been it, it, the thing. Here's my thing. And I feel like we, we have said this so many times this season with it being a roller coaster and everything. But it's like if you if we were to have done this podcast three or four days ago, I would be talking completely differently because yeah. you would be coming off a series win against the Mets, a series win against the Marlins. You know, you beat Jacob Degrom to win that series against the Mets, and things were looking up. Um, and then when you lose these two games, like they have in these last two games against the Pirates, it it kind of takes away all of that because you're back to again. We we put in our show sheet. I was putting it together this morning. They're four and four over their last eight games since we last recorded, which I feel like every single week they're like three and three, four, you know, however many days, like 500 or just under or over. Um, this team just cannot get itself on a run, and it's incredibly frustrating. And not only were these games against the Pirates, but just totally winnable games, pitching matchups that totally favored you, um, and you score one run in both of them. It's uh, It's kind of pathetic. Well, and I think here's the other thing, Joe. Is that since we last talked, we were we were talking about when we finished up last week the idea that this was going to be two series against you know opponents in your division where you could really get some headway going, right? And they actually went the Braves' way, and yet we sit here a week later. The Braves are worse off in their division after <laughs> yeah. winning after winning two point. series against their division. They've dropped in the standings, which is one of those like, how is that even possible? The Braves found a way, though. And that's uh, so specifically to go kind of not game by game, but to kind of give the idea. We left off last week after the the first game against the Mets uh, and uh, or maybe that Mets series hasn't started yet. I couldn't remember yet, Um, but dropped the first game to the Mets. Then, you know, the big 20 run performance which I am now such a pessimist when it comes to big offensive games. Yep. I'm yep. always the one being like, hey, save some of that for tomorrow kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then they showed up the next day against the Mets, show up the next day and pull out a really tight one, a one nothing win. 
where Drew Smiley pitched and actually, you know, held it together. Uh, and Smiley's then, been good. Smiley's yeah. been good lately. You drop one against the Mets in the middle, and you're like, here we go again. You think you're about to drop another on July 4th. That impressive performance goes on with, with Max Freed uh, being the hero. And then, yeah, these last two in Pittsburgh, where you're just like, I mean, really? It's so, it's so like, sapping of any positive emotion um which might sound pretty dark but i mean it is like you could because these are games you have to win like in something we've been talking about these last couple weeks where the Braves have been sputtering so long this season that we're at the point now where it's not good enough to go 500 or yeah. like you know to just kind of continue to tread water like you have to make up ground and the Braves just aren't doing that and this is the easy part of their schedule right now. You had three against the Marlins, you have three against the Pirates, and then you've got three more against the Marlins until things get quite difficult after the All-Star break in terms of just the quality of opponent that you're going to be playing and they have not they're not making up ground. You know, they're they're 3 and 3 so far in these games against the Marlins and Pirates. Um and like I'm not full of optimism the way that the rest of these four games are going to go between these teams because one the offense is just really pathetic right now yeah again I mentioned earlier but one run these last couple games um you all three of those games in the Marlins series that they won were by one run uh and I think that included a one nothing win I think uh in one of the games I mean you talk about saving the 20 runs from that Mets game it, it is true in the eight games that have been played since we last did a show they scored 20 runs in that one game and they've scored 20 runs combined in the other seven games. <laughs> it's just insane. Oh, and I, I think it's a testament, actually, to the starting pitching of this team, the way it's rounded into form. You know, you mentioned Drew Smiley. He's been one of those guys who's helped. Um, you know, this team is actually winning s- several one nothing games, 2-1 games, you know, those kinds of games. Um, but that's not a sustainable recipe for success. So you got to be kind of happy that some of that starting pitching has come around, but it's you're not getting the offense to match it. And there are specific players that are just totally unperforming, uh, underperforming and kind of playing themselves honestly off of this team. Yeah. I think the highlight of the past week obviously has to be July 4th. I mean, that was a game that just felt like, and I remember, uh, I think even, you know, Chip Carey said something on the broadcast about this idea that, like, this could be a turning point. And as much as I don't really buy into those sorts of things per se, it felt like, okay, here, you know, this is the, these are the types of games that the Braves, we've talked about all season, aren't winning that they had in the past. And it was like, okay, here we go. This is what they needed. They just needed a game like this to, you know, to steal a phrase from the Hawks playoff series. They just needed to believe. And once they believed, they mm-hmm. pulled it off. Here we go. And then, no, we didn't, you know, he didn't continue <laughs> yeah. that. And so I think that was just, uh, I mean, I mean, frustrating is, is, is too simple of a word to put on it. But that's really where you go with it. Where you talk about the offense not scoring. It's one of those things that I don't understand how your offense shows up against some of the top Mets pitchers like DeGrom. And you win those games. You, you win against some of the top Marlins pitching, and yet you get to Pittsburgh, and guys who have been consistently giving up runs, all of a sudden, they're, you know, incredible aces. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. are, are, is this team, like, playing down to its competition? 
I mean, it surely seems like it. And watching these games, while I'm like, watching these pitchers for the Pirates, and it's not like the stuff is overwhelming. No. It's like, you know, guys sitting in the low 90s fastball. You know, it's just like it's normal. It's very uh, league average, you know, or worse pitching. And you're just and you're not able to capitalize on it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's depressing how poorly this offense is performing right now. And, you know, like, again, I, I mentioned specific players. I would you know point out Dansby Swanson. Um, he's a guy who's been a real catalyst for this team in the past. When this offense has been at its best, I think that's when, you know, Dansby Swanson has been at some of his hottest. Um, and this year he leads the team in strikeouts with 97. I'm not sure where that ranks among the league, but it's got to be up there. Uh, only 24 walks for him so far this year too. And in, in 343 plate appearances. So a, a, a 287 on base percentage, um, just, you know, he's playing himself into non-tender. I was just about to ask you, can I, can I ask you a, uh, it's not a, it's, I don't know, not anything too crazy, but is Dansby Swanson on this team opening day of 2022? I, I still think that he will be, but I think it's going to definitely be a conversation. Like, I think it's going to be, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't, um, it's just, it's going to depend on his arbitration number and a lot of that kind of, uh, granular stuff, but. I do think that he also has built enough kind of goodwill within the organization uh, over the years. You know, how far that carries you, actually, when it comes to a contract negotiation and, you know, looking at the numbers um, remains to be seen. But it's I mean, it's he has not helped his case, obviously, at all this year. So my position with him is that uh, you talked about the goodwill he has with this team. The goodwill he has with this team is the fact that he went to Marietta High School. And that he is much, a yeah. he is a Georgia boy. He's been here. He he you know we get that idea of like represents the city kind of thing. Like he is the guy that a the Braves. He's the guy that the Braves wanted. You know he wanted they wanted the Ronald Acuna type thing out of Dansby Swanson. Like they wanted face of the franchise out of Dansby Swanson. They didn't get it. And my issue is that if he didn't have that attachment to this city, there's no way he's coming back. And so then I step into the, hold on, are we worried about selling tickets? Mm-hmm. And what are we doing here? What are yeah, our priorities? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Are we worried about, you know, fans' perspective and like, oh, no, you know, like the 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 average fan who's not really paying attention to the strikeouts, he's not paying attention to the production. Are we worried about winning? And that's where it kind of tears me because I understand from an organizational standpoint of sure, you've got stars. Sure, you've got Freddie Freeman. Sure, you've got Ronald Acuna. Sure, you've got Ozzy Albee. Sure, you know, you, you've got guys who are really representing the team well and are going to the All-Star game. Uh, but then do they just kind of get sucked into the idea of like, well, it's just it's, you know, it's so hard to replace that, you know, so hard to replace that that hometown guy kind of of niche that he fits mm-hmm. uh and that are you really going to upgrade the production at that position uh consistently cuz you know we we know Dansby's going to have his moments where he really shines uh, and he walks off a game for them and things like that um but is there somebody who can step into that role albeit you know Orlando Arcia uh, who is, you know, is that a, is that a long-term 
Uh, or is that a future takeover for that position? Is is that something that you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Orlando Arcia is. It's interesting. I don't. I don't know if he if Orlando Arcia is definitely being looked at as like a quote unquote like long term replacement or or or, or fair. potential shortstop for the Braves. But I do think that he's being integrated right now to get him in the lineup to give him at bats and just to see how he compares at least at the plate. And I think that if he pr- would provide. Um, if his production turns out to be something that is, you know, better than what Dansby Swanson's been doing, then I could see this team um, moving on from Swanson, who I think only has one year left of team control, um, and and using Orlando Arcia potentially next year as their shortstop. But I don't know if they would continue with Arcia long term. But I think that you know he's definitely being brought in as just a like a competition and try to be able to evaluate him against. Dansby Swanson. I, I don't. RC has been brought up and he's been playing left field. I don't think that his position in the field right now is of concern. I think that they want to get him plate appearances to see what he can provide. And I think that this is an opportunity. Um, you know, if the Brave season does kind of go fully tits up, for lack of a better word, <laughs> uh, you know, this is this. Then you need to evaluate what you have on your roster, and that includes obviously a guy like Arcia who has you know a lot of pedigree as a high as a past high draft pick. So. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough situation with Dansby Swanson though, because I know a lot of fans will roll their eyes at what I'm about to say, but I really do think that he is like one of the leaders in the clubhouse just in terms of, um, you know, the way he can address media. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll be one of those people who, who does step up and talk to media, uh, at times again, you know, and who it's harder to tell exactly what the locker room dynamic is like this year. Um, since we're, you know, reporters aren't allowed in there, but. Uh, he has been, a, you know, a core stable piece of that clubhouse. And so I think that's another thing. And I think it kind of ties into all of that stuff that you were talking about earlier in terms of just like his value to the organization that's not necessarily tied to his, his production. But I don't I, but I think the production is definitely kind of the main thing that team the team is obviously going to look at when it comes to like what they decide uh, with their future with him. Yeah. So the I guess in defense of of keeping Dansby around is I think this idea of, you know, don't for a second think that Arcia is some like young hotshot who's, you know, just finally working his way up to the majors. Like he's been in yeah. the majors before. He's, he's uh, uh, if I remember right, Dansby's born in February and Arcia was born in August. So of the same year. So like they're, they're the same age pretty much. Uh, and Arcia had his time with the Brewers. That was, you know, the trade that happened either right before the season or right into the season. Early season, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. But, um, yeah, so that that's the thing is, like, as far as, you know, I, I found it interesting, you know, to say you don't see Arcia as a long-term plan. Well, that's because, I mean, he's not 21, 22 years old. Like, he's been here before. I also wonder... I have to assume he was left off this team because they wanted him to get everyday reps. Kind of, you know, that same idea we were hearing from other guys that they wanted to get him everyday at bats in Gwinnett, which is why he wasn't on the bench with Atlanta. But now it's come it's come to a point where it's necessary for for Arcia to be a part of this team uh, and, and playing him out and him having the ability to go out into left field is you know, it's a big deal. It's something that they definitely need, especially if they don't make a move this season. Uh, he, he's going to be needed out there. But I, I agree with you that, you know, long term, 
doesn't seem like the guy and let's you know let's maybe pump the brakes on on I like what I saw out of him uh this this past weekend but it's one of those understand where he's at with Dansby where it's like uh, you know don't don't think that's a, a necessarily an upgrade uh to Dansby it's just right. kind of a what are you getting right now sort of thing which is just <laughs> kind of adds to the strangeness of this weird season for the Braves where this team is willing to do that, where they're just kind of like, yeah, I mean, why not, you know, try them out, you know, try them out, throw them out there, see what, see what we get sort of thing. Um, Because then you you talk about missing pieces. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go on to Pablo Sandoval. Oh boy, Um, yeah, yeah. That was was wild. Yeah, that was not a scenario that I necessarily expected. Although, uh, when when I sent you the news... Just tell the people your your immediate response of uh, what was going through your head. <laughs> I thought I was like, "Good lord, are we the only team in baseball that has two two players on the restricted list?" Yeah, uh, you you just yeah, and we didn't know what it was for. Clearly, I mean, I, we later learned it was uh, you know just some personal matter that he needed to attend to and uh no big deal essentially but at first it's like you know you the restricted list <laughs> that's yeah. not the list you want to be on necessarily but um well, yeah that's the thing is like so you know if i understand the restricted list it's just it's separate from the injured list where it's like this guy is still gonna get paid he's just not on the the 40-man roster um so that you know, whatever can be dealt with can be dealt with sort of thing. And that, see, the bad thing is, Joe, I wonder in a in a different position for the Braves, do they even worry about putting him on the restricted list uh, for whatever personal matter that they said was going to take two to three days? For uh, here's, here's Caleb's assumption. I'm assuming there's a death in the family. Mm-hmm. This, this, this speaks to a death in the family. Where you say, "Oh, he's gonna take you know a couple of days away from the team." Um, it just seems like that sort of thing. But I just wonder about you know in a in a season where the Braves aren't having the bench struggles that this team is having, uh, and, and the you know Marcel Azuna situation and all these other things. If they even worry about moving him to the restricted list and this getting the 
initial attention that it got because it also it also had me thinking of um would the Braves move Pablo Sandoval to the restricted list for a longer stretch of time just so they could use him later if they needed to, but kind of keep him off the roster because if we're honest, he hadn't been producing uh and yeah. his and his pitch hitting roles as of late. And so not that he was necessarily a liability, but it was just one of those like it's really not helping out the team. Uh, and so that was that was where initially I was going, but then to to find out there was a family matter, it was like, okay, um, I mean, obviously not good uh for, for Pablo Sandoval individually, but it was like, okay, we're not dealing with some sort of scandal. Right, exactly. Again. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it was to your point, it was kind of it was a, a bit humorous uh to see like when it, like Jacob Webb was recalled and the reaction to that is like it's like when you talk like yeah. do we like really need to put him on the restricted list or whatever for a couple of days like to get Jacob Webb up well yeah you know yeah <laughs> probably one of the last people that a lot of Braves fans want to see but you know it is I understand you know you want to get a bullpen arm up or whatever so it is what it is but um thankfully not a big deal it was not a scandal unlike other scandals that this team has had to deal with this year so um thankfully that kind of came and went without much impact I'll say on this team yeah all right Joe so the Braves are 41 and 44 um four games until the all-star break about less than a month until the trade deadline um you talked about where this Braves team needs to be the rest of the way to be in contention to win the division obviously that's not continuing to be 500 um does Alex Anthopoulos make like does what happened over this last week make Alex Anthopoulos more willing or less willing to make a move at the trade deadline that's a good question because you can look at you can take it two ways is it like the uh the pessimistic, you know, we're losing ground. It's not getting any easier for us to win this division. Let's pack it in, sell off players, et cetera, et cetera. Or is it a sign of urgency that you need to get somebody in now if you want to turn this thing around? Um, I don't know. I guess, all right, my boring answer is that, they, <laughs> that they're still kind of waiting. They're still playing the waiting game, and so they haven't even made that decision yet. I would suspect that how I think this is going to play out is... It's going to, um, I think it's going to make them less willing to go out and make a move. I okay. think that I think that they're I, I, that that and maybe that's my pessimistic reading of this. No, that's but fine. I still think they're going to wait and kind of like assess things at the All Star break. I think that that's kind of the been the waypoint that this team has been waiting for to just like see where they are at that point and and figure it all out. But the way I see this thing going, you in my opinion, you needed to win four of these six games against the Pirates and these last two series against the Pirates and Marlins. Technically, you could still do that. If you win the next four, you get into the all-star break one game above 500. You probably would look see yourself probably three three or four games behind first place. Um, but I don't see them doing that in these next four games. And it's kind of crazy no. how important these games are uh, when it comes to all of this. Like these big decisions, I think, are going to hinge on, you know, just a few games that will serve as an inflection point for this team that determines how good of a chance they have to win the division. Um, so all this to say, I don't think I, I have little faith that this team is going to go out and make a big move just based on everything we know, um, about the way that this club has kind of assessed risk in the past. I, I, I just don't, I don't see it happening. I don't think that they consider themselves as having a great chance. Cause not only do you have to look at the Mets who obviously everyone's chasing, but 
I mean, the team is now fourth in the division. It's still close, but you still have a lot of competition there. And so yeah. not only do you have to catch the Mets, but you have to, you know, you'd have to be better than the Phillies and the Nats and, you know, these other teams who are also competing. So with all of that on top of everything that's gone wrong for you, you know, I've, I've mentioned it maybe last episode or a, a couple of shows ago, you talk about like, are you going to piss in the wind? Like, <laughs> is it, yeah, I think that that's kind of what they're assessing uh, as to what they want to do. Now, if I had my druthers, I would go out there and at least make one trade, which is a would be a big trade to go out there and get a left fielder because, you know, Marcelo Zuna is out of the picture for this team, definitely for this year and like 99 percent forever. Yeah. So so you might as well go out and, and, and address that position right now. Like it, it, you, I don't see what the real benefit is of like waiting till free agency to try to sign somebody, because I think if anything, the Braves have uh assets in term in terms of prospects that they can use to go out there and, and try to acquire somebody that they like and um you know they need to do that because the timeline that this Braves team is on right now is to go out there and win a world series in the next three or four or five years you know relatively soon like in in the, in the short to medium term that's kind of like their window the championship window is open now and it will last a certain amount of time and so does Drew Waters fit with that timeline? You know, do, do do some of these prospects that we've heard about, you know, fit in that timeline? I still think that those prospects have value and they can use that because the Braves are very, I'd be even more pessimistic that the Braves are going to go out there in free agency and like outbid everybody for some, you know, high price free agent. So I would, I would like to see the team go out there and make a move for an outfielder. What, what are you thinking about it all? Well, that's what with the Braves uh, playing at this, like, half good, half bad kind of scenario. I've started to, and I think you really you really opened the door to this uh, thought process for me last week when you played the Charlie Morton sound, uh, talking about we got to turn this thing around or you know some of these guys aren't going to be around here. I'm going to say I think this team sells off some stuff to go get that outfielder that um, mm. I think I think Charlie Morton is potentially in that mix i wouldn't put dansby swanson out of that mix drew waters um is the more likely outfielder outfield prospect that's going to get traded uh because i think christian pache uh has all but um he's all but messed up his chances to be the star outfield prospect that you know we, we've talked before you kind about of blow, he's blown his cover yeah, yeah. We, well, I was about to say, like, you had, um, he was a mystery box at one point where it was like, if you wanted to trade him, oh, people are really interested in what they're seeing from him. And then you opened the box and you were like, oh, I don't really like what I see. And you tried to stuff him back and close the, you know, <laughs> and, and close him up and put him down in Gwinnett. Uh, and he's looked better, much better in Gwinnett with his numbers yeah, that he's, he's, he's played. Yeah, he's playing right now, but it says something that you were like, yeah, Orlando Arcia, come on up. Uh, we'll, we'll have, I know you're really more of a shortstop. You're more of an infielder guy. We'll put you out and left because uh, we need to look at you. Um, I mean, it, that. It's an admission, th I think, from the Braves that they just made a mistake with Christian Pache this year and, yeah. and calling him up too early. Well, and, and it's one of those, like, the defense is there. And I think, like many players, they were like, I mean, the offense, just, it's going to catch up. It's got to catch up. 
and it it didn't mm-hmm. it did it it was got, actually deteriorating it was yeah, getting was, worse as time went on he was getting well, less confident and it was just looking more desperate yeah it was one of those like we were getting uh, we were getting younger version of ender enciarte mm-hmm. where you know it just it happened faster ender ender enciarte at least gave us a couple of seasons of really good defense and average offense before things started falling off for him offensively and then the glove got to be you know if he hit or miss sort of thing but like that happened in a much faster stretch with christian pache so i don't think he's a, a trade option that teams are going to be like "Ooh, we'll give up our star outfielder to get you know pache as a prospect i think they would do that with a guy like drew waters but i think a deal like that now would have to be sweetened with someone like a Charlie Morton, or maybe you get off a little bit easier and you're able to give up a Drew Smiley since he's had such good performances recently. But I think it's going to, at this trade deadline, you're going to have to give up someone who is currently on this 40-man roster, uh, like who is you know playing regularly, mm-hmm. um, whether in the rotation or, or, or you know playing... Uh, on this team um, in order to get that piece that you're looking at for the future. So it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit of both. I I think I had been so pessimistic and thinking that this team was going to start selling off stuff for the future. And maybe it's more true to how the Braves typically act, which is we're going to go a little in for this year and a little in for the future. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the one thing with Charlie Morton is that I feel like if you were trying to acquire, well, first of all, let me say this. I think the Braves, when you're looking at an outfielder that you would want to acquire, you would, I think you would want to acquire somebody who would still have some team control left. Somebody like you, you're essentially wanting to go out there and get a piece that you think is going to be part of your team, obviously beyond this season, like, because, you know, you want to be him to be there for next season and potentially beyond. Uh, I, I, you're looking for more of a long-term piece along the lines of, what Marcelo Zuna was, you know, they signed him for, to a four-year contract before the season. So with that in mind, I think it's going to be, I don't know if Charlie Morton is going to be a great um, fit in a trade because what the player that you're trying to acquire, like you would trade Charlie Morton to a team that is looking to make a deep run, right? Well, and, yeah, no. And a, a team that's, and a team that's doing that might not be as willing to to trade away an outfielder, the quality that the Braves are looking for. I'm not, I, I do think, I, I totally agree with you that I think, I think Charlie Morton would be a guy that they definitely would try to trade for pieces uh, if they know they're going to be out of it and they are trying to kind of sell for parts to an extent. Um, but I, I'm trying to think, oh, sorry, go ahead and then I'll finish. Oh, no, no, no. It's just, it was also, I think like that level of deal takes a three team trade. Oh yeah, uh, sure. Yep. Yep. Where you're, cause I mean, I don't know that. Uh, and, and this is, we're talking about the Braves getting a like, above average to you know really great level outfielder in order to get this deal done i don't think it's a one for one uh you know a a braves trading with one team sort of deal because i don't think each side is going to have enough pieces i just think uh throughout the the trade deadline like before we get to the trade deadline that the braves you know aren't going all in on this season and aren't going all in on the future i think They'll they'll try to do the half thing and and it just seems like that's the type of piece because I completely agree if you're trading for the future you're not also trading for the now 
unless you end up trading with someone who thinks like Alex Anthopoulos <laughs> and is trying to do a little of like, see, you know, see my fan base, you know, we're trying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I you know, while you were talking um, in your, your the first bit about, you know, having to trade away a guy who's on the 40-man roster or a guy even that is, you know, contributing regularly to this team in the lineup every day, I'm thinking of, like, what players that would be. And, um, you know, we've talked about Dansby Swanson here. I'm not sure how much trade value Dansby Swanson no. has at this point. No. Uh, but I was thinking of other players, and I'm just going to throw this out to you. William Contreras is a player who has obviously shown flashes and a lot of potential, especially with his bat. But I think that also he's clearly frustrated Brian Snicker with, you know, and fans. I think everybody who's watched, you know, the the defensive side of it. Um, I wonder, he's a guy who would have value. You know, at, 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 you, you have to kind of um, make peace with the fact that if you want to acquire a player that is good, you have to trade away pieces that are, you know, that, that are appetizing for other teams. And so... To me, he's a guy potentially that you could see because the Braves have a lot of depth in that catching position down. I was just about to say, the minors. you know, you've got Shea Langoliers who's tearing it up in Double A. Um, you know, they're they're a little distance away, but you have players there. You know, Alex Jackson still is in this organization. He's just been hurt. He's been on the injured list. So, um, yeah. you know, there's there's a name to keep in mind. Um, I, and one other thing I wanted to say about in this conversation is I'm still long on Christian Pache. Um, I, I still have high hopes and expectations for him as a player with this organization. I don't, I'm not taking a ton out of his struggles this season, other than the fact that I think it was clearly too early for him to come up. And I will put my hands up and say, I thought he would be a good, I thought he was going to be a positive addition to this team. And I was openly advocating for him to be on the roster on opening day. And I was wrong too. So, um, you know, I'm not going to like, fault Alex Anthopoulos for it that no. much and I think it's oh, actually no. I think it's actually a credit uh, you know you have to give the Braves credit for doing exactly what you were pointing out earlier which is like not rushing him back up because you need bodies in the outfield and and it'll just like let him have a season in AAA or you know however long it takes for him to get comfortable once again but I I still have hopes for him and I think that if uh, you know his performance at the major leagues earlier this season did diminish his trade value then I'm totally fine with uh, you know keeping him and 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 kind of planning on him being a long-term piece uh, of this outfield. Um, okay, and I agree that Drew Waters would be the guy who's definitely the most likely to go. I mean, Drew Waters is still pretty raw in terms of like what he um, would be, and I think that it would be uh, two years at least before we would see him being like a, a productive player two? in the major leagues. Okay, wow, I, two years, huh? I oh, mean, uh, you, when you look at his strikeout numbers and just like his batted ball profile, there's like a lot that... Um, you really need to see that corrected. Maybe it happens faster, but um, I mean, this was this is his first year in AAA. It's so hard for me to understand where a lot of these minor league players are. I know, like we obviously we have a minor league season this year, so it's a little easier. But just with that, with having one year completely cut out of the picture, what they're yeah. you know where we normally track these guys' trajectories, um, it's harder to understand kind of where they are in their development process. Um, now I want to, I want to bring up a few names that I've kind of been looking at for, for players, um, that the Braves could acquire for this outfield, a couple Martes, uh, Kettle Marte and Starling Marte. Kettle is obviously in, uh, Arizona, Arizona, uh, Starling. We saw him, uh, on Sunday against the Braves. He handed the game ball to Max Reed as the team was mobbing and uh, Ronald Acuna joined the Congo line and started dancing with him as he was trying to walk off the field. I was about to say, so it was one of those where when I saw the video, I was thinking, 
Ronnie, don't don't do that to like he Ronnie. He was trying to be classy, which like honestly, golf clap to Starlin Marte for yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, that's a grown man move there to get beat and realize for the other team how big of a moment that was for them, and to be like, I want to make sure he like. And so it's one of those when I saw his name that you put on the list of 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 you know options that the Braves should be looking at i was like immediately yes yes like like <laughs> yeah do it today honestly because that that maturity i feel like rubs off you know and is is it's one of those like and and i i want to be very careful in how i say this that this braves team is so much fun to watch and they do some incredible things um but this Braves team also needs some maturity in the clubhouse to to just calm it down a little bit in certain times. I'm not saying that you know that that there's no celebrations and that the Braves have to be very serious and uh, you know that 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 the Braves have to be police officers of the game. I don't I don't mean that in any way. I just love the the just honestly the maturity that you see out of Starling Marte. Uh, also, you know, knowing his his backstory with his wife's situation, um, like like this guy's been through a lot and handled mm-hmm. adversity really well. And so you throw that on top of the production that he puts out on the field. And I'm honestly like just like absolutely, you know, bring him to Atlanta. I think that would be pretty, pretty unlikely because they're a division opponent who, even though they're really out of it. They're never going to say that they're really out of it sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, that's a hard move to make. But like he him being number one on this list that you put, you know, the uh, Starling Marte and Cattell Marte um, Cattell, I feel like if I'm completely honest, I have not kept up with, you know, his production, what he's done uh, this season. Just knowing his past, though, um, I mean, he's been a, a consistent outfielder. Uh, um, dependable option sort of thing and that's something that you know the Braves need yeah I mean the thing that I like about all three of these guys that I'm that I brought up I mean it's the reason that I like them is that you know they, they all get on base a lot um Starling Marte has a over four has a 402 on base percentage uh Cattell uh Cattell Marte has a 419 on base percentage and Joey Gallo's at 391 so even the, even though Joey Gallo's like a strikeout machine he struck he struck out more than for, uh Dansby Swanson this year he also well, walks a ton. He gets on base. I was about to um, say he fit in just fine. Yeah, I know <laughs> exactly. And he hits for power too, which I mean, you know, is always always a plus. He's got twenty one homers this year. But no, like I think with Starling, I think that like he profiles perfectly for this team. Like I think you would yeah. add him in a heartbeat based on what he gives you on the field. Um, for me, the problem, the 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 stumbling block with trading for him is the fact that his he, this is the last year of his contract. Um, so he is a guy who will be up for free agency. Maybe the Braves could be having conversations with him, uh, or, or try, you know, lining up to try to get him in free agency potentially. Um, you never know, but I think that, you know, he's a guy, maybe that would be one reason the Marlins would be, you know, willing to part with him because you, you might as well, you know, again, kind of like a Charlie Morton situation. You just, you flip him for whatever you can get to help build your organization, for the long term. So, um, yeah, he's an option. Uh, Cattell Marte has missed a bunch of time this year, but, you know, he's, his numbers are phenomenal. Again, 419 on base percentage. He's, he's hitting 370 right now, only in 148 plate appearances. So, um, you know, who knows, small sample size and everything. But, I mean, clearly has shown that he's 
um, one of the star players in this league when he's healthy and everything's going well for him. So, um, he, and he has a year of team control, as does Joey Gallo. So both of those two players, both Cattell and Joey Gallo, uh, would both have one that one year of team control, which I think is is a you know hugely um, important for a team that's looking to trade, uh, like a Braves team especially that where you're looking at trying to strengthen for next year, knowing that the season might be um, you know your odds of success making the playoffs are are less likely. So those are the three names I just wanted to throw out there. Yeah, I think here's here's the thing, Joe, that's difficult with the, the list that, you know, you put out is this is a difficult list to convince a, a fan base to give up a prospect that could give you, you know, a, a, a much longer time in the majors like this. This is it is not this, sexy to trade Drew Waters for Joey Gallo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those. And let's be honest, you know, and potentially a year and a half of Joey Gallo or, you know, Cattell Marte or half a year of Starling Marte with the potential that he re-signs. But there, I, I, you know, I think of the, the list of name, you know, the list of teams who are going to be lining up, you know, licking their chops to go after Marte is going to be quite lengthy um, that it seems like he probably gets moved to a team who's, going to win a world series this year or who is right yeah. there going to win a world series this year and as much as you know brace fans you might be out there thinking well you know we're right up there too no no this team is not i'm not saying that they can't have a miraculous incredible turnaround and have the you know the 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 finish of the ages and just go on the most incredible run look i mean it's one of those we just had a team in this city do the exact same thing at the halfway point or near the halfway point. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of Braves fans are wanting some drastic moves because they see the success of what the Hawks, of what happened with the Hawks. And it's like, I mean, that's not guaranteed, but it is also possible. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, like, you never want to completely give up hope, but I'm also a realist and like, I know, you know, I know what's going on. So it's, uh, it's a lot of tough decisions, a lot of decisions that I'm thankful um, I don't have to make. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, and I, one more thing to throw out there. I know you got to get out of here. One more oh, no, thing. One more thing to throw out there is, um, you know, the DH is likely coming back into baseball next yeah. year for this Braves team. So that's another thing to kind of take into account. Maybe you know, maybe you go out there and get a bat that's not even necessarily an outfielder, but you know, could contribute in a DH role or something like that. Um, when you'd be able to bring up a Christian Pache who would be playing in the outfield or something next year. 
So there are di- there are different permutations of trades, but I think it's just like clear that this team needs an impact bat um, involved somehow. Are you are you telling me that Max Fried is not the designated hitter of the future for this Atlanta Braves <laughs> team? Right, exactly. What well, you know? It's just I was like just looking at the standings. I'm like looking at the wild cards. Like there aren't even that many teams that are like out of it that are like clearly sellers right now. It's, it's just like, like it's last like, year, exactly. Yeah. yeah, because there's this expanded playoffs. You know, so it's uh, or you or you at least have two wild cards now. You know, it's just it's not and and you have so many divisions that are that are so close and bunched up. So it's um. It's going to be an interesting time. Again, this is a huge inflection point in the season for the Braves right now. Yeah, that's for sure. So just to let people know, before we hit the All-Star break next week, uh, the Braves will finish out against Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, then go on for, uh, they'll get a day off on Thursday, play three-game uh, stand in Miami before heading to the All-Star game where Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman, and um, um, Ozzy Alves, wow, had a brain fart there. <laughs> Uh, we'll all go and, you know, get to represent Atlanta and Colorado um, for the All-Star game and, and you know, hopefully represent this team very well. Joe, is there anything you want to add before we get out? No, I hope that Ronald Acuna plays in the hits in the home run derby. Yeah, that would be fun. Although I just wonder how much last year, you know, uh, I don't know, people getting to him and, and telling him, oh, you don't want to do that. It'll mess up your swing. It'll mess yeah. up your swing. It'll blah 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 all that kind of stuff um i would hope he goes out there especially with the fact that you know pete alonzo is going back out there um mess up your swing i don't care it's not like there's anything to play no, right <laughs> honestly though i mean and it's one of those like i don't buy fun. i don't buy into it messing up a swing anyway so i right. i want to yeah. see him out there yeah. uh it's a good you know representation of the the city he's just so uh, fun you know team. like yeah that's, just, that's it too oh, i loved it last year when he was in he's hitting opposite field homers yeah. in, the, in the in the home run derby never yeah, seen that well, before it's just like you know i mean the yeah i think of the nba all-star game where like all of the individual competitions less and less stars are competing in because they're all worried about you know whatever's gonna happen or what mm. no like i want like in major league baseball especially put your stars in these, you know, in the home run derby and these small events that, you know, make your sport shine. It, it's that's the fun part, the offensive part, the hitting it to the upper deck sort of stuff that uh, that fans want to see. And, and yeah, I'm with you, Joe, that uh, that I hope we see Ronald Acuna out there next week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching on Facebook Live and for all of those who are going to go download the podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. You've been listening to Batter Up for my partner, Joe Patrick. I'm Caleb Johnson. Have a great week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.